Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back live from the Kill House. No laying up live show slash podcast. Solly here. Big Randy here on the new fancy camera. Hello, Mr. Big. Look at this. What a world this is. Truly what a world. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, can't wait to get into it today. I should have mentioned, of course, that the live show is presented by our friends at Yeti, which you can see in the upper right-hand corner of your screen with our guy, DJ Pie. Hello, Mr. Pie Man. Hello, guys. Hello. Happy Friday to you. What a uh, what a day of golf. That was, that was a lot of fun. I'm excited to, to break it all down. We got a and lot to talk about. Thank you Yeti. Yes, thank you to Yeti. We got a lot to talk about. Got a great guest, hopefully, joining us here uh, shortly. Listen, you can play your best golf. It's probably going to come with the Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor, the number one rated personal launch monitor on the market today. Randy can't go a day without practicing golf because of the Rapsodo Launch Monitor. It's got incredibly precise measurements, remarkable accuracy, data-rich visuals. they got performance combines now. The Mobile Launch Monitor is the mobile launch monitor to help the grinders, the range rats, the golf junkies get better by delivering more insights and structure into every practice session. I've said this many times. I love at the end of a practice session seeing my full scatter plot. You might think you're hitting it straight. You might think you're drawing it. You might think you're doing blah, 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 hitting it this far. You can see your consistency in your actual patterns when you actually have some data to look at afterwards. It's about the size of a rangefinder. It's tiny fits on the outside of your golf bag. It's incredibly accurate. It gives you shot tracer. Gosh, how many more great things can I say about it? You got to get the launch monitor that every golfer needs, the mobile launch monitor, the MLM from Rapsodo, the official launch monitor of No Laying Up. Go to rapsodo.com slash NLU, promo code NLU for $100 off the MLM. And right now they're offering a $30 off bundle discount for the MLM and their premium subscription. So NLU listeners have the opportunity to save over $130 with the purchase of the bundle package. Rapsodo.com slash NLU. Promo code NLU for $100 off or $130 off if you want this premium subscription. $130, that, that ain't nothing, big guy. No, not in this economy. <laughs> no way. No way. Guys, in the preview pod, when I said, regardless of the outcome of this event, there's going to be some fun stuff happen, this is what I had in mind. More so than yesterday, I was a little disappointed yesterday. I was a little worried about fun stuff happening. That was a delightful, delightful day of golf. Again, you got to throw the outcome out of the window. It, it's been decided, and it probably was before they started. Fun, entertaining, and great golf play today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to I echo everything you're saying. I think uh, going back to the preview pod as well, you know, we were saying this is kind of one for the sickos. If you if you like watching golf up close and personal, you like getting to see new players, you like getting to see uh, people sweat a little bit down the stretch. This was uh, this was kind of the tournament that you were you're hoping for. If you didn't watch it, I know half the world was watching yesterday. I'm, I'm guessing a couple of those people took the day off today. But uh, if you weren't watching, you look at the scoreboard and, and say eight two. You know, thank God I didn't watch that, but I think you would have missed out on a couple of things today. I actually, I, I quite enjoyed it. I had a good time. Randy, what about you? It, it was much more enjoyable golf. I, the nature of, of uh, four balls, I, perhaps owing to that. Uh, it, thankfully, the the Munoz M versus um, Scheffler Burns match was was really doing some heavy lifting there. For, for a while and then we had you know three matches hit the 18th hole so it, it ended 
very ex- much more exciting than it began. I, I thought in the beginning it was it was a little bit of a slog, but things picked up throughout the day, and we were we were rewarded with some some good golf and some good moments down the stretch. This is usually the part of the show where I I try to lean on my experience in these events, um, and that, that that you know can get dried up pretty quickly. So I, I don't know about you guys. I'd like to bring in someone that maybe has a little bit of experience in these events. I think four Presidents Cups, if I'm remembering right, and if we can bring in from the studio from the green room here back on the live show, Mister Hunter uh-huh. Mayhan, he's back. How much golf did you watch today, Hunter? I watched the last um, probably hour or so. I was trying to check in a little bit on my phone or whatnot but uh, last i got to watch it um, watched a little bit yesterday and then watched the last hour or so today that's the way to do it hunter hunter <laughs> i'm a little disappointed you know last time you you had the big hater blocker sunglasses on i was looking forward to seeing what you were wearing today there, yeah, we, there, we, there, there we go, go. <laughs> i don't want to disappoint i don't want to disappoint so all right help help uh, kind of set the scene here for all right us is huge huge favorites in this event right if you were if you remember this team powerhouse us team kind of beleaguered international team how do you get yourself motivated for it? And how do you, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what, where is your respect level still for your opponent as you come into this? How do you get internal motivation knowing you should win? And how do you actually go and deliver on it? Well, the good thing for the the U.S. squad is so new. There's so many rookies. They want to be a part of the winning. You know, they, they've seen it, but they haven't experienced it and you haven't felt it. So like listening to Max and Billy out there, those guys are so pumped to be there and they're so... I mean, Billy's been waiting for this for 10 plus years, right? Like he's, he couldn't be more excited. Max is, you know, he's kind of walking around with all his, his idols. So watching it on TV is one thing, but when you're there and you're experiencing it and when you see your opponent right next to you, you do not want to lose them because you know what that's going to feel like and you want no part of that. So these guys, it's really, it's actually easy for the U.S. team, I feel like, to get up there and to know that I don't want to lose to these guys in front of my home crowd, in front of my teammates. I want to prove to them that I deserve to be here, and I want to win and celebrate like I have seen and watched uh, in countless times before. I really like some of, uh, I think it was what Davis was saying, and, and Azinger was kind of paraphrasing after the fact, but th- this idea of like, yeah, our record is is very dominant. You guys were not a part of that. You don't you don't get any credit <laughs> yeah, for that. Right. You know, exactly. There's a lot of a lot of new people in there that I, I thought that was a cool motivator. I, I'm curious. Uh, you know, we'll get into all the everything happened today, but while we've got you on the show here, what what was your first team event? What was your uh, what was your kind of mindset going into it? What was the first first match you played? I want to hear kind of all that that experience. Yeah, I mean, I was driving back from the PGA Championship in Tulsa um, in, I think, 2007 when um, uh, when Jack called me. I was I was driving with my my uh, uh, kind of teacher at the time, and and he and I got the call, and I you know I think I recognized it was like a Columbus number, and so <laughs> I was like I was like, is this it? Is this is this it? I didn't you know been, I didn't know Sally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could have been anybody with fanboy, you know, weird fanboy calling me. Um, but I, you Hunter, know, your elbow up. was kind of flying in that final round. I, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, no joke. Uh, and so, you know, it was he introduced himself as Jack Nicholas and and said, you know, I'm, you know, we would like to be a part of the team. He didn't really mix words too much, and and obviously that was an incredible moment to to have him call me and say I'm going to be a part of the team was obviously amazing. And then. Uh, going to Montreal, and then I, and like I think that moment when you open your hotel room door and you see your bag, um, your clothes laid out and everything, and see your name on it—it's it, that's a 
surreal cool moment it's like team events for me are you know that's the highest i can get to i mean it's being a part of it is what i looked uh forward to I, you know i was remembering justin leonard and and being actually i was at that Ryder cup in 99 and just feeling it all the people and when you see the teammates and see everyone together the wives and the captains you're seeing emotions and you're seeing a collective unit like you don't see in golf and so being a part of that first team was really amazing i was completely um, sort of shell shocked to be around Phil and be around Tiger and to be around everybody was it was almost too much for me. I mean, it was I just was holding on to my partner for dear life, trying to feel like I got a point somehow. I think Stricker and I got a point, and I was just like so happy to be a part of the team and actually contribute because the last thing you want to do there is you know go not win anything. You know, even a half a point doesn't feel like you actually contributed. You want to get a full point and feel like you were a part of hopefully a part of the win. How it seems like to me, golf fans get 10 out of 10 hyped for the Ryder Cup. Uh, players get 10 out of 10 hyped for the Ryder Cup. And golf fans, let's say, maybe get, we'll be generous, 6 out of 10 hyped for the President's Cup. But it seems like yeah. players are at like 9.5, right? There's not uh, like yeah. much of a difference when it comes to your experience. Like being a part of that team and being a part of that team room is, is I don't want to say as equal, how would you equate the two, right? It seems like that it means a ton for the individual players to compete in this, even if fans maybe don't get as, as hyped for the event. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, I think it was Christian Marco who told me, he's like, once you get a part of one team, you, you want to be a part of every single team for the rest of your career. You do not want to want to miss out on this opportunity to just be around the guys in this sort of environment. And it's just so much fun. It, it's, it's golf not there's not pressure and there's so much pressure but it's hard to explain that it's such a different vibe being with somebody having someone to lean on and talk to and it's just so much fun and, and you have you know the the wiser the, the caddies it's such a collective unit to win something as a unit like that is is you know it's kind of what keeps bringing tom brady back is that he likes to lead he likes to be a part of a group like that and, and the whole process throughout the week is so much fun it's really hard to explain what it means. And, and this is a reward for the players. This isn't like, I understand that the, the, it doesn't have the same vibe as the Ryder cup that has so much history and so much passion involved. This still has a lot of passion. And this is a reward for these guys. They earned two years of hard work and dedication and, and even longer than that, their whole lives, like Billy waiting 38 years to be a part of this team. Um, it's, you can't put it into words. It's just complete feeling and complete um, an accomplishment for your career. Hunter, with all that said, how do you view now the the President's Cup uh, currently? You know, do, is yeah. it is it still an event worth keeping in its current form? You know, there's there's been some chatter about maybe going exploring making it a mixed event, for instance. How 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 do you look at the President's Cup uh, now after having played with it, played in it, and you know, obviously in a different part of your life. Yeah, I don't. I don't like changing it. I mean, it, it's it's still such an honor to be a part of it, to be part of the twelve, right? Because you are a part of history when you do become a part of the Presidents Cup team. So I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of 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 changing it. If they want to add some sort of event that, that has men's and women's, I'm like all for that. I think that'd be great. Um, I you know I was kind of, you kind of look through the history of it. It still has a small only. It still has a small history. Um, a lot of the events have been much closer than the you know ten one and one record. 
So I don't want to, I don't want us to get too, you know, jump to conclusions or feel like this is always going to happen. This is just an unfortunate time for it. I mean, it was so close in Australia a few years ago. That was an incredible comeback by the U.S. Um, that I, and I thought the international team had a lot of momentum, uh, but definitely Liv stepping in, I mean, killed any momentum from the international team, which really stinks. I mean, I think Cameron Smith being one of the best players in the world and Joaquin Neiman, I mean, there was really momentum, definitely a South American wave coming up of being some top, top players. So that that really, really hurts the event, and that really stinks. Um, but I think a lot of these guys are getting a lot of experience, and I actually expect them tomorrow to play really, really well. I mean, Trevor's going to be able to put his guys out there, the the best, you know, eight or ten that he's got, and he's got to put out there and, and hope for the best. But I think it's a it is definitely a shock to the system Thursday, Friday when you haven't been in these situations before, and then when you kind of get out there and get through it. You know, we saw Pendrith make some huge shots and huge putts finishing. Um, you know, you put him out first in the morning tomorrow and let him roll because he's got a lot of momentum um, for the team. But I, I don't I still think it's a great event and I don't think we need to change change it right now. We were talking a lot kind of this week and yesterday and and I guess for, I don't know, the last 10 years or so about how they make teams and and all of these things. And I know that probably evolved a lot as you were on the teams and kind of more and more stats came into play. But I'm, I'm curious as it you know relates to your skill set as like a kind of premium ball striker and and that that type of player what was what did you feel like your role was where did, did you feel like you were going to be foursomes guy did you feel like you were you know the the player you were with was more important how did you how did you kind of treat it yeah i remember um like david toms and i just we just melded really quickly together alternate shot we were great ball strikers i was always looked at as a great ball striker and i always think that people always liked that aspect of me and they always felt like that was going to add pressure to the other team, always being in the fairway, always being on the green, always having an opportunity. And I could kind of mix in with feels like some different guys, right? It was easy for me to, I had a calm personality. Um, it was just easy for me to kind of fit into different roles if I needed to be. Um, but it is nice when you develop relationships like we've seen with um, Xander and Patrick. I mean, those guys, They'll never be apart, right? They're going to be together for the next 10 years. You can just book it because there's no reason to separate them. Same for Justin and, and, and Jordan, right? You're just like, those are teams and those are unique foundational pieces that as long as they're on the team, and even if they're close, like if Xander's on the team and Patrick misses the team for some reason, you're going to bring him in because of that relationship is going to pull you kind of forward. And that's the hard part for the international team. There hasn't been strong core foundational pieces that you can always just bring in and know these two together are going to be really, really tough. So um, I, you know, and they, and it always felt like the president's cup always had such an easy going vibe with Fred, like Jack was, was there. Then Fred, it was just the, the players had so much input about what was going to go on and who were we going to pair together. Um, you know, I, I know Sean and I, Sean O'Hare and I fought to be together. We played junior golf together. We couldn't wait to go out and play. We'd, Unfortunately, didn't win our match, but we couldn't be more excited to, to go out there and play because um, it was something that we've been dreaming of. And so you just get these get these pairings and you get these opportunities like Sam Burns and, and um, Scotty Shuffler. I mean, they've known each other. They're great, great, great friends. Um, and so the, you just get to have easy pairings like that, that. That's so easy for the captain to just throw out there. And and you get a guy like Max. I mean, Max, who doesn't want to play with Max and his passion is Billy to just seem like fairways and greens, fairways and greens and the way he's playing now. So the U.S. has a great, I mean, this team looking, I was looking at this team today. 
this team is just so good top to bottom, but they're so easy to, to root for. It's so easy to be around. Um, they had the hardest choice, obviously, for Davis is, is who do I sit, right? I mean, Tony Finau said it's like, you know, it's and, like, and more play, I mean, more cow, like, like you sat, like who, like you, you don't want to sit more. Cow. Why would you want to sit more cow? The guy's been on fire this week. So, um, I don't know. This is like, Davis has a hard, he's got so many guys playing so well. And this is such, this is such a good team. This might be the best. I mean, the last year's Ryder Cup team was ridiculous too, but this team and the vibe and the guys and the people, I mean, it might be the, the most fun group to probably be around. You're, I got to admit, you're triggering me a little bit calling Cantley Patrick because I get I'm getting read flashbacks every time you say that, and I'm like, wait, wait a second here. I thought we I thought we kind of moved on from uh, from that one. If you are Trevor Emmelman tonight, your team's down eight two. What do you say? How how what can you uh, you know wh- wh- what could possibly get through to a team? What do you even want to hear if you're a part of a team that's down that much? I would say don't worry about the team. You know, I thought you know this. I thought Phil in in in. Um, Phil gave a great speech one time um, at a Ryder Cup. He said the individual, like the team, if, if we lose as a team, it stinks. It obviously hurts, but you're out there to, to win your match. And that win, that, that W, that one point um, is, a real, is, is really important for you as a player. I mean, it's going to be hard for us to win. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And we'll see tomorrow. But like to go out there and win for yourself and your teammate in that moment is a really special, it's a cool thing. You get to see that on your record. Just worry about your match. Don't worry about the whole thing. Go out there and win for yourself. Win for your country. Win for you know your family and, and your partner. And just enjoy it. Enjoy being out there. And like I said, I think these guys got a lot of experience today and yesterday. I think they're going to go in there tomorrow, and they're going to be much more comfortable, and they're going to be really excited. And um, it's fun to be on international soil in these situations. You know, this is and this is a learning experience for a lot of these guys. And um, I mean, it's just just enjoy it. Enjoy not hearing a lot of claps when you hit it good. Enjoy the silence when you make <laughs> a big putt, man. It's it's great. It's a great great feeling because this is a reward. This isn't a punishment for for anything. This is you guys earn the right to be here. Enjoy it, you guys. I mean, it was six to one and it was all square. I mean, we had three matches that were all yeah. square. You guys were this close, weren't far away, and you know. And I've watched it. I mean, the U.S. has made every single shot and putt that they needed to and the, and the international team can't i mean they can't buy anything right now you're really not that far away yeah. was there i've really enjoyed watching you know obviously the international studs are are studs already sung jay and hideki and adam scott yeah. and those guys but i've really enjoyed watching pendrith i've really i know cam yeah. davis is one on the pj tour already but yeah. he looks like a stud yeah i'm curious i i don't i can't really place like the arc of your career how much you had won before you were on a team or or not, but did you feel like your confidence level changed after you got the first pick, or, or how did that how did that impact your your career at all? Yeah, it definitely did. Making making the team and kind of being around the guys in those situations, I definitely kind of spurred me on. Kind of after I made that initial team and then making the Ryder Cup team, I felt so comfortable after making the Presidents Cup team, kind of going into almost any situation. So that it definitely just gave me a lot of confidence to be around big time players and big time situations. And so it was, it was just a incredible opportunity and incredible just to talk to the guys and know that they're just golfers like you and they miss shots just like you. You can have this strange, you know, um, image of the best players in the world who just hit fairways. They hit perfect shots every time. So it's, it's just nice to relax a little bit and feel like I've got a teammate to rely on and 
I can just go out there and play golf. Like this is, like I said, I made it. Like this is the hard part is over. This is the part where I need to go out and enjoy the experience, and uh, you know, uh, have have a good time with my my guy next to me, and and uh, and we should just go out there and both enjoy it and have a lot of fun. All right. What's well, the? Uh, yeah, sorry, Saul. If if, ahead, if I please. can. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. What uh? What what's the? What's the mood like in those Presidents Cup matches? Uh, and, and I guess what I mean by that is, are like, are, is it? E- you've you've mentioned kind of easy going a couple times. Is it? Are you out there having fun against the international team? Does it? Did it ever feel frosty? Like what? In, in terms of like competitiveness. I, I, I'm sure it may be varied by who you were matched up against, but but what's you know what was the Presidents Cup specifically like for you? Um, I think they were all kind of different, but I think definitely going when we were in Canada, it was it was it felt mellow. It didn't feel as intense for some you know it's it's maybe because it was Canada. I don't know. I mean, it just <laughs> and, but Mike Weir was on that team, and he was such a magnet for everyone that it 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 definitely didn't have like the intensity, but going to like Australia was a completely different animal. I mean, that was intense and we knew that was the last time they defeated us. So there was a lot going into it and it felt, you know, the fans were very chippy and it was, there was a lot to that. And then, you know, I got to play Jason day. Um, we played in a, in, in a, um, yeah, me and Bill Haas played him and, and, uh, Aaron Badley and I made a you know big put on 17 you can YouTube it it's pretty cool um, <laughs> to beat him and that was um, and that was just an incredible moment for me and then and then Jason had just a he had just had a terrible Sunday and I just had to make par so it was that that I didn't you know it's strange that I didn't I was happy I won but I I didn't really want that for him I rather him play great and, and, and beat him that way but um, that was a chippy crowd and that was that was intense that that had Ryder Cup vibes for it for sure um i think i've always had good good matches with guys i i camilla viegas was zero and four and in san francisco and i was playing him and i was first out and we had a we we had a good lead but i remember tiger like tapped me on the shoulder on the ride home and he just kind of leaned over and was like you know you're you're one of the more important matches you have to keep the momentum going we can't lose early and i'm like Thanks. That <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna <laughs> try to win, but now, right, now yeah. I'm gonna lock I guess in. I'll try. But but the fact that you know he said that, and I knew Camilla was zero and four. I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a dick, but like making him go zero and five would would be pretty cool. Like you know, <laughs> give him an offer. And I remember I made a part on seventeen and had a big swing and made it. And I was like, I was like, that that was. <laughs> That was not much fun. I'm like, appreciate the pep talk, but, but I remember, I remember that. But like, you know, we've always had the international team is so we were so close to most of all the guys because they were on the same, we were on the same tour and everything. So, mm-hmm. I guess maybe, maybe that's why there's not. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of animosity between a lot of the guys. I mean, it's, it's fun, but the crowd can definitely add another aspect to it, and and the Australian crowd has always sort of done that. Hmm. Awesome, man. We're going to get you out of here. I, uh, you know, maybe someday, uh, if, if players maybe got paid for these President's Cups, maybe you could spring for a, uh, a set of AirPods someday, maybe. But we appreciate you uh, you joining us with your string headphones. And 
Do I need the big giant ones or just the AirPods? Just you the AirPods. Have, people don't use the string ones anymore. I thought that, I thought I thought that was going to get a rise out of you, but, but I'm no, team no, I'm team string. I'm, My okay. batteries are always dying when I'm using. Absolutely, my I lose one and then it's completely useless, and it costs like three hundred fifty dollars. I'm like, what a waste. All right, I can always keep track of this. And meanwhile, Sally, why don't you YouTube that putty made? Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss here. Well, us idiots are going to talk about the golf and let you go, but thanks for joining hunter this was great we appreciate the insights and uh, we'll we'll continue to have you back as long as you'll keep doing it thank you guys appreciate you cheers thanks hunter hey man well what a delight i thought that was gonna be funny come on he got the, yeah, tom, he got the tom watson yeah, headphones don't. going here like come on everyone's got airpods these days uh, don't pull my good name into that listen guys uh for this next partner they sent copy over and I'm, I'm throwing the copy out, okay? I, I can do this one all on my own. I don't even need... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the hater, my version of the hater blockers on. You guys have heard us talk about Gooders in the past. Uh, this, is a, this is a true story I'm about to tell, okay? Gooder and a lot of our partners, they send us free, what, you know, free product whenever we're about to do an ad with them, right? Gooders are so freaking good and so affordable that when I, I, I misplaced a pair, I broke a pair, whatever it was, when I needed a new pair of Gooders, I just went online and I bought like four pair because they're so freaking cheap. I was embarrassed to email them like, hey, can you send me some more sunglasses? I thought they were going to reply and be like, dude, they're literally like $25. Like, why would, why do you, can you just go buy them? Like, you can use a discount code. That's what the money's for. Seriously. Like, I, I literally just ordered four new pair and it cost me $92. These are the Valhalla's right here. They're polarized. They're incredible quality. I've wasted so much money on sunglasses in the past. I don't know how everyone doesn't have multiple pairs of these. I just leave them in different places around my house. I don't, I actually, they last way longer than the other ones because I don't feel like I have to keep as good a care of them. And uh, I couldn't tell you why, but they are incredible, incredible quality. I'm stunned by these. They've got many different styles. I got a couple just sitting right here, if you will. I got some tortoise shell ones here. I don't know if you can see that yes. up close, but a, a big fan. They, I got a big, big head. So anybody with big heads out there, you know, they, they fit your face. It's a, uh, it's a hard thing to find. They're they're awesome. I cannot say enough good things. You can use promo code NLU to get free shipping, which also probably would be super cheap with Gooder. But seriously, go on there, buy like four or five pair. Just leave one in your car, leave one at your desk, leave them all over the house. I cannot say enough great things about them. Gooder.com, G-O-O-D-R.com, promo code NLU for free shipping. No love, E. Love me some Gooders. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Gooder, uh, may I call up on, on bringing up Hunter's sunglasses. They, they are, I, I believe, not Gooder, so that's on me. I'll, I'll own that one. But think about how much more expensive they are. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're in, in this economy, as you said, it's yeah. it's just it's, it's a no-brainer. Exactly. You got to go with the gooder. I, I need to get in that agenda a little better. And you think you got free shipping? No. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, which match do you guys want to start with here? Because we got Max, a lot of golf to talk we gotta about. Start with, we gotta, we got to start at the end. Come gotta on. Got to start at the end. Uh, one of the cooler moments I would imagine you could possibly have as a professional golfer is uh, stepping up with your buddies sitting there waiting by the, the only match left on the course, 18th green. Taylor Pendrith walks up and rolls in a birdie putt, and now you've got a, a putt straight up the hill to win uh, with everybody sitting there, and he pours it right in the center. He knew it from the moment he hit it. And uh, I just let out a huge scream. I didn't care if it was to put a, another nail in the international team's coffin uh, and really make this a blowout. That was that that made the whole day worth it. It was freaking phenomenal. I'm so happy for Max. 
you know you don't get a uh, you don't get a chance very often in your career. I would imagine for the for the early walk for the big fist pump, I, I would be so anxious that I was gonna fuck it up. And uh, Max looked very cool on seventeen and eighteen. I gotta say, <laughs> he did. I look thought cool. he I thought he absolutely nailed it. Seventeen, great. You know, if we want to go, there, great time to make the first birdie of the day. They're on seven <laughs> on seventeen. He birdied twelve. He birdied twelve. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I was looking at it wrong. All right, all right, all right. Well, he had a tough day before that, but once the TV cameras came on, he lit exactly. it up. Exactly, and that, that's what, like this is not a coverage take, but it is funny when they're not <laughs> when they're not showing that many shots. How you could just completely skew your opinion of how somebody played <laughs> that day. Like, oh God, you see, you know, Cam Young missed the green with that wedge. That guy stunk today. He was awful. <laughs> It's like, well, maybe I didn't really see too many of his other shots, but uh, yeah, what a moment, man! It was it was phenomenal, and I, I also loved uh, it was a good post round interview with him and Billy. I thought just hearing how freaking nervous Billy was. Yeah, you know, I, I think that was one of those you didn't you didn't really know what you were going to get if he was again, as Hunter said, and as many people have said, like he's been waiting for you know what 10, 15 years as a pro now to to be in that spot. And I've always kind of pictured him as this like dog, just absolutely not afraid of anything, ready to go out and and be the guy. And honestly, he may have, you know, shout out to the uh, Padraig Harrington uh, experience versus innocence uh, quote back in that FedEx Cup run. He probably was that dude. Right. Where it's just like, oh, I'm not nervous of anything. I'm not scared of anything. Let's just go fucking get it. And it was really interesting to hear him after having a couple kind of so so years and and whatever, finally making a team and just talk about how he he could not get over the nerves until he finally hit the shot. It was it was really cool. Hmm. Randy, what was your reaction when the max putt went in? It was great. It was it was <laughs> it was okay. You know, no, it, it was <laughs> I mean it's it's weird to say, but just I, I think personally very happy for max right i i think that's what's so weird about the last few years is he's he's become like a real actual friend and um very happy for my friend first and foremost um there was a fun video after he turned and lets out a, a big let's fucking go <laughs> like spittle flying everywhere uh it, it just was a cool moment because i think i think max Max is such a connoisseur of the game and you know what what makes professional golf fun and and really interesting to to folks like us you know I, I think he would he celebrates like the epic speed you know pointing at his ball or like I, I know Max is a fan of the big moments that that have happened in Ryder Cup and President's Cup so for him to to get his moment and to come through and to 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 unleash a, a really natural, just uh, such an emotional response when when that putt drops is that's awesome. Like that's truly what it's all about this week. For it, a, it sounds like it was a win for the game, big. I I mean honestly, it's well, like how do you? I mean how do you not sound a little corny? But I, I feel like that's that's it. That's what it is. Can totally. We, can we up the corn factors a little bit? His quote afterwards: I told my wife when we talk about things money can't buy, money cannot buy that feeling on the 18th green, and that was something that I'll remember forever. And I will tell anybody who ever wants to hear how that felt. Which I I mean that's when you get selected for a team like that. Of course, I think the team winning is probably the the, the thing and and the memories that that are going to come with the victory celebration. But absolutely, that putt is like on, on an individual level, like that's 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 life that's life affirming, right? Yeah. That that's why he started playing golf. That's that's why he has dedicated his life to it for moments like that. And like I said, on 
just getting to know Max, and I think he's a really awesome guy. Like that's it's it's great. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild to think of it in terms of kind of what he's referring to. There is like it, it that moment is it's not worth any amount of money, right? Is what he's saying is if you think about it literally though, it's probably worth like somewhere between 50 and a hundred million dollars to him. Like that's what, if you wanted to trade in your pro golf career and go play on live, like that's probably how much more money you would make doing it. And, uh, instead like that's where he puts the price on it. And, Dude, that's where it's like, a, a, I'm not saying this is the moment that saved uh, pro golf, but like it saves a little bit of hope in terms of what I root for in golf in, in that exact moment. Um, I don't know. That was really, really freaking cool. And in the in the hyper local, uh, you know, narrative of the day, it also was a massive punctuation mark to another, you know, pretty, pretty big kick in the ball sack to the international team, right? Of, of having those last three matches kind of tied and could have been coin flips going either way to just keep them from getting even another half point was was kind of, you know, it was a lot of what we talked about yesterday is the, the matches looked a lot closer than they, they ended up or then the scoreboard makes them look. But also like that was your time to go get it. And all the tipped passes just kind of went to the U.S. again. And it was another another four one day. So uh, it was a good uh, it was a good punctuation mark, not only for for Max, but also just for like, oh, yeah, no, this this thing is over. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, lest lest well, ye forget that well, this thing is this thing is over as well. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh we my can, god, we can circle back to that. <laughs> oh my believer god. In fate. <laughs> I, I will say this though, man. Like that, the internationals played some freaking great golf today, and it was they're so freaking outgunned on the road. They played some good golf. They today. played great. They really. There a couple of them did not, but a lot of guys <laughs> they, played, they played really good golf today. That they played good golf. They're not that good, right? So like <laughs> they played above their level of play. Today today sure, i honestly right. think that i mean sebastian muñoz played a really really great match in the scheffler burns uh, pairing that up with so Sungjae. fun to watch just from he was a, awesome. like, from it so they they ended up having their match with scotty and sam burns but he just i was texting you guys like man so what's the deal with this with muñoz how does he make seventeen thousand birdies a year and never really contend and that he's got a 15 footer that he just blows eight feet past the <laughs> hole it's like oh okay oh that's All right, right. <laughs> gotcha that that's kind of the mindset there it's just Zero or one, man. We're we're trying to make everything. Which respect. <laughs> Total respect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted this out, but it's worth highlighting here on the podcast. Starting with the seventh hole, Sam Burns made Eagle to beat Sung Jay's Birdie. Uh Sebastian Munoz made Birdie to beat Sam Burns's par. Sam Burns birdied the next two holes to win those holes. Uh Scotty Scheffler and Sebastian Munoz both birdied the next two holes. And then Munoz birdies his third in a row to win the 13th hole. They have the 14th, both Scheffler and Sungjae made birdies. And then on 15, both Sungjae and Sam Burns made birdies. Then they flipped over to 16, and both Sungjae and Scotty Scheffler made birdies. So Sebastian made three in a row. Then Sungjae flipped over, made three in a row. And they won one hole in that entire group. And they that, that, that match ended up being halved. Scheffler left the birdie putt on the lip on the 18th green, straight up the hill. That was that. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to fault how either of those two played today. But that was tough to not get that putt to the hole in that situation. But what a freaking match that one was. That was that was that was uh, worth the time in front of the TV today. And that's why I was going to say if, if Max provided the moment of the day, that was certainly the match of the day. Uh, and and I would be comfortable with calling that great golf um 
Right. I, 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 I was, in isolated incident. There were isolated <laughs> exactly. incidents of great golf, but as a team, they did not play great golf. Let's yes. not make sure. Let's make sure words mean something here. They yes, uh, yes. They played above their talent level today, and they only got. My point being, they got That's one a point. Far cry from from great golf. <laughs> they, they that was pretty damn good today. The other, I, they got one point out of it, which felt like not. They, you know, it could have been a lot more. They could have won the session very easily. If it wasn't totally. for Max pouring in those putts on 17 and 18, they win that uh, that final match, and then the other two matches came down to the 18th hole and tied. It could have gone very differently. It's just that 4-1 to one is not where it felt like that should have gone by the end of this day. Do we want to talk about... Uh, so Cantlay and Xander paired up together again against Hideki and Tom Kim. Tom Kim is pumping up the crowd on the first tee and uh they were what five down through eight i believe is that is that correct that is correct they were uh well you're bearing the lead he he, he can't he's <laughs> busting out of his his trousers you're he's gone totally through right he's gone tom kim has gone through two pairs of trousers on the range he's just splitting the seam <laughs> the uh, tripod I, <laughs> finally I it, finally they tracked down a third pair i i believe you were Marvin. saying it's it's Phil Marburger, a player relations guy who's a friend of ours in Jacksonville. <laughs> he, I want to know what Phil literally. was wearing today. <laughs> right, which which is like, what did Phil then put on? Uh, so Tom Kim is is bursting at the seams. And by the time he reaches the, the first hole, he's, he's pumping up the crowd. I, I believe he... He either club trolled or like pimp stepped his drive and it went right Straight in Straight at the bunker. Which I'm bunker way in on. Way in on. Oh, oh I am man. too. I have two. And then DJ, like you said, they, they find themselves five down <laughs> through eight. But they did not stop fighting. They, it was not a lack of trying after that. They, they fought it back a little bit. I, I am a massive fan of two things. One, uh, I cannot stop laughing every time someone, I don't think they're doing it intentionally. I think they're just pointing out that he's young and he's 20 years old, but everyone keeps calling him young Tom Kim, uh, which is <laughs> which they did that so with Sergio funny. for like 13 years. So, <laughs> but his name wasn't Tom, like young Tom Morris, young Tom Kim is just like my favorite thing ever. Speaking of a guy that, you know, knew his way around a belt, young Tom Morris, he could have, right. could have come in handy today. Uh, can we, can we go I to the moment? That and on, I, I loved, what was it on 14? On 14, three? he pours in the birdie to extend the match and just come on. And I had to tweet it out. The only moment I could think of is when Kansas is playing Monmouth and they're up 55 and they're trying to dribble the ball out. And the Monmouth guy sneaks up and steals the ball and runs it for a dunk and gets teed up. And he turns, he's like, I don't give a fuck. That was, that was Tom Kim on that green. And even the announcer's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Do you see Cantley's face in the background? He's just grinning just in the background. Smirking. Just smirking. I, I love it. Have, have a weekend, young Tom. Seriously. Have a weekend. Yeah. Go. Do Soak it. it all up, man. And and you just know Cantley is going to be in the PJ Tour offices this week just talking about how efficient those wins are and how they could – I'm sure they could they could trim some fat. Look at how efficient he's become with his golf game. Barely plays any events. Player of the year type stuff. It's just – it's not good. It's not good. But they continue, Boy. continue to just – beat people's asses and and i will say you know young tom was getting absolutely no help from hideki which bad I, we and we can get into it with the with the adam scott match as well but you know the the when the stalwarts on on the international team are, are literally giving you like nothing that's a bad recipe so you know what good for tom kim for for fighting you know he birdied 12 he birdied 14 he birdied 15 to keep the match going i i actually really like to see that he played great 
easily could have packed it in. Uh, come on, Hideki made two par five birdies. One when the match was already out of control. Ugh. Yeah, yikes! Please just let let's Hideki not. The front nine. I, if you'll notice the front nine, I don't even think it didn't matter because uh, the other team eagled. So I think they just gave him the birdie. Okay. Um, let's not let's not let's not drive uh, Hideki into the arms of third leg Greg, third leg Greg. We need to. They may need to throw a match to him tomorrow. Uh, he may be calling well, to see if that offer still stands. Well, I don't know if we maybe we can talk about. Uh, I think maybe a couple more matches to get to, but pairings are out for tomorrow, and there's there's going to be some interesting. Uh, okay, we'll stuff get to, to talk that. about. That's all. That Xander tomorrow. and Cantlay are sitting, which I think yeah we're gonna have to talk they about. Are. But um, I think it. You know, what dawned on me today was looking at Speed Thomas and Cantley Shoffley. It reminded me of 2014 Ryder Cup going up against Europe when they had Rose Stenson and Garcia uh, Rory. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, how are we going to get around that? I mean, it's ba- that's basically two points. And then... Like we go it's down a bit, the, a bit of an Aaron Judge situation. Go right go down the board with depth, and we're in big time trouble there as well. And it just looks like it really does look like the U.S. is set up. I, I don't want to use the D word just yet. I don't want to get ship knocked, but uh, it, it it's they're set up to be a dynasty if if not assuming everybody doesn't run off to live after this. Well, and there there was something funny about uh, what Hunter said because I was kind of thinking the same thing earlier this week. Is that like not only are they just almost about as talented as you can be in in the world of golf right now but they're also like all the dick bags are gone as well like there's no reed there's no kepka there's no bryson there's like truly who could not play with anybody on that team right now yeah. you know i mean i guess billy runs like a little hot and probably could be a little intense for some guys but like dude who can't partner with sam burns or JT or Scheffler or Cam Young or Morikawa, like you literally, it's like plug and play with with that entire freaking team. Surprised it's, you didn't mention Mickelson in there. Yeah, tr- true, <laughs> Brad, potentially the king of the dick bags these days. Yeah, it, it Sultan of the dick bags. Xander looks like we talked about in the preview pod. It's, it becomes pretty clear like halfway through the first session. Like who is the dude? Who's the who's the guy this week? And it felt I felt like it was going to be Xander coming into it, and it it felt it feels like it's Xander. If you had to, if you had to pick one one hardo right now, uh, I think you're probably you're probably taking Xander. But would you take anyone else? If you get the first pick of everyone in the field right now, who are you taking? Tom Kim, but but <laughs> for different yeah, reasons, I'd probably take Xander. That's exactly right. I'm building the whole franchise around Tom Kim. <laughs> uh, to the first match, if you will, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, uh, Ham and Eggett, pretty damn perfectly, I believe. I'm counting the Diner Boys. Nine <laughs> birds. None Order of them. Up. None of them covered up any of the other ones. It was they shot nine under, uh, had no bo- no team bogeys on the card. Uh, gotta get. I mean, Cam Davis again played some really freaking good golf today. He was yeah. he kept uh, the internationals in that match. Adam Scott had three birdies today as well. Uh, that was actually a really really good match too. Mostly because of Cam Davis. They went on a stretch there. They birdied seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve uh, in that middle stretch to prevent it from getting out of hand. They made it all the way to seventeen. Where Spieth pours in a birdie uh, from above the hole in seventeen, and uh, just a little magic from those two today. JT shot on fourteen as well N- nearly making oh the ace God. on like the 200 and, what is it 230 yard 240 yard par three down the hill there yes yes outrageous yeah it's, and speed of course so like speed of course bounces out of the rocks and of course gets it up and down like just all kinds of demoralizing shit for for the <laughs> poor australians there 
Two and zero. The race to the uh, you know most points, it, and we'll get into the draw here. And, and as we mentioned, Xander and Cantley are not out in foursomes tomorrow, and, and Spieth and uh, JT are out first tomorrow. I'm guessing that means they're sitting in the afternoon. I'm guessing nobody's going to play all five sessions on the U.S. side, uh, which is a luxury of depth. But uh, the race to, to most points is uh, they they could they could jump out, put the first point up tomorrow, and they got the lead in that one. What's uh, what's the all time? Well, I don't know if you have these in front of you, but the all-time scoring record, like the, I guess they they whittled down the n- total number of points. Yes, over the last couple of years, right? Yeah, so it's changed. That that record is tainted now. But um, you want to get into pairings for tomorrow? Can I ask a question before we do that? Please. It, I, uh, yeah. Do you have? Well, in the last match, I, I okay. thought the Pereira Bazadenhut. Sorry, uh, yes, we skipped over that one. And Ki- against Kisner and Cam Young, ended up all square. Uh, yeah, so you had a really. Uh, Good, good, uh, good point that you shared internally, but was hoping you could kind of share this with the wider audience just about uh, Kevin Kisner and course fit and what that actually means in practice. Yeah, and if you will, you can you can go look on the PGA Tour website and you can see exactly the driving distance gap between Cameron Young and, and Kevin Kisner. And uh, I'm extremely aware of of that's not the only aspect of the game, but what course fit means like all you got to do is pull up the image of the 17th hole and see where cam young drove that ball and where kevin kisner has to aim right a lot of the problem we have with how far the golf ball goes is the guys that can go eliminate trouble that's right in front of them and the guys that have to play around it the gap widens like if, if cam young can hit it 50 yards past kisner it becomes even more when they have to take different lines right and it just goes to i i wasn't really sure where Kisner fit on this team why four balls over foursomes I think at least in foursomes you could have hidden him and had him tee off the even number holes but then also you get him you would have him driving on the 18th hole which uh, he only could get it within 235 of the green it just goes to show like why we talk about course fit mattering so much is if you go look at that hole by hole and how much closer uh, you know how much a course different courses matter for the drivers and and how often you're going to pound driver and how much gap you can put in between a long driver and a short hitter's ball and i think it was 12 of it, what that leads to is 12 of the 18 holes in regulation uh Cameron Young was closer to the hole than than Kevin Kisner was and you have to putt so freaking good to make up that gap like so freaking flukishly to make up that gap is why uh I in the last 2 years with the, with these course fits I've emphasized so heavily why you should be emphasizing taking longer hitters. This year was weird, losing a bunch of dudes and kind of needing a 12th guy, and there wasn't really anybody else that emerged. But it was a bit on display today as to, you know, why the course fit matters and why this is not Austin Country Club. Well, and to that to that end, I know this is obvious, but just in how few controllables there are in these events, like you absolutely know somebody's going to show up with the distance that they always have when they show up to any event. It's like they're going to show it up and, you know, strangely hit it 30 yards shorter. Yes. You know what I mean? Whereas like putting is, it's not random, but it's it's a completely, uh, some days you putt well and some days you don't. Like distance is, is honestly one of the few constants that these guys have. And if I can just to uh, you know emphasize how this worked out. So Kisner hit it 263 off the tee on 17. He had 207 in. Cameron Young hit it 337 over the quarter and had 108. He was 100 yards closer. So that that's 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 what we mean. I don't know if Kisner hit. Of course, we didn't see the shot, so I don't know what he actually hit off the tee. Um, but, uh, yeah, Randy, are you there audio-wise? I know we've lost your video, but are you there audio-wise? You're on mute if, if, you, uh, if you are in control of that. 
setup might have been too good. I don't. I don't. I'm fighting it right now. Fighting the back. setup. He's back though. He's there. We're back on the laptop cam. I'm sorry. I don't know if the camera overheated, but yes, carry on. I went to the B cam. Just changing up the look. I will say a great shot from Kisner into 18 with five wood. Uh, I mean, he hit the green, right? I mean, it, it, the distance was uh, was quite a disadvantage there, but he hit a great shot over the trees, put one in the, in the middle of the green that kind of freed up uh, Cameron Young a little bit there into 18. So, uh, I, and I, and I the, the only point I was going to make, and I think it's an obvious one, but just to to kind of put a fine point on it is when you talk about driver being so important it just reinforces the the type of course that they're playing on too right like uh royal melbourne was a much different test yes with with how firm the fairways were and how much the ball was rolling out and it could find bunkers and you know we're, we're on a more traditional pga tour track at quail hollow and it's yeah it's just hit it as far as you can and and go find it and hit it again pretty much yep so you want to lead us through tomorrow deej I would love to going off first. So we're back to the foursomes, the alternate shot. Uh, historically, the U.S. is a massive, massive favorite in this uh, format. But uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas going off in the first match against Sung J M and Corey Connors. I believe we saw that uh, pairing in the first yes. the first day as well. Uh, your thoughts? <sighs> this is- I, I I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I, I get that they they had a plan, and I'm sure the numbers told them these are our best uh, foursomes groupings. But I, I you know, you, you saw what how M and and Munoz played today, and you know that was some of the best golf out there. I, I'd just be really like, why would you split those guys up? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I think it's <clears throat> you can become uh, if you can do a a Tom Watson. Or a um, who was sorry. You can do a house Sutton and uh, and go say, hey, you two are playing together foursomes tomorrow afternoon, and have and those guys had not heard that any at any point previously in the week, right? That that would be like what the decision would be if you want to send out Sung Jay and Sebastian Munoz tomorrow. They had no plan for. They probably had no plan for that the entire week, right? So, do you do that in terms of let's go for it and and totally throw the plan out the window, or do you stick with the plan? And uh, there is, you could, it could go either way. It really can. I, 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 again, I just is where I, this is where I empathize. Tong Chai JD is not walking through that door, guys. Like it, they just don't, they don't have the options to go to. Really, it's not, it's not, uh, it, it's, it's not like they're sitting great, great players. And uh, I, I think they're, he's, he's choosing between a bunch of bad options, honestly. Yeah, and I think, uh, go ahead, Randy. No, you, you go. Corey Connor's I supposed think, to be one of your guys. Like he's not. Right. He played horrible. I, and th- no, that's not a reflection on playing Corey Connors. It's yeah. more just you know these guys had great energy together today. I I just would be loath to split up a group that played such good golf. I I know you have a plan. I know it's easy to to armchair quarterback and who knows, M and Munoz could get their doors blown off and and foursomes too. But I I just. I, I don't know. I, that strikes me as as curious at best. Why? And again, I, you know, I mentioned yesterday, like sitting Siwoo Kim today, right after he was part of your your lone win yesterday. That that's the stuff that I'm just like, yeah, are we getting too cute here? Yeah, I, I'm with you on the Siwoo Kim thing. I think the Munoz thing is tough because 
it's weird if you're gonna trust the analytics it's not like you can start like messing with like you're looking for tiny edges right by yeah. doing that and i gotta think the only way that that ends up working out in your favor is to almost just kind of ride it for the entire sample set right whereas like if you if you if you're kind of half in on the whole analytics thing and half in on the eye test is where it seems like you're gonna <laughs> but, uh, now granted they're down eight two and like i don't know what it's gonna necessarily be worse but <laughs> Uh, on the Munoz front, like he made a lot of birdies, is kind of what I was saying earlier. <laughs> great <laughs> yeah. comment from Joe great DeLuyan. Comment. Great comment there. Trevor, Trevor still Joe. establishing the run on third and thirteen. Yeah, and that's fair. And that's fair. But I think Munoz specifically hit, he made a lot of birdies, hit a lot of good shots, hit a lot of really bad shots too. And it's kind of what we were saying last night is like in the all shot yeah. format, you're you're a little more uh, obviously a little more. Uh, reliant on the floor to be higher for both players but so I, think the I, question, I do like the sung jay and Corey connor the pick. question is is it worth trying to get the lightning in a bottle though i think it could totally. you know when you're right. down eight two is it worth it i think it's a it's a it's a fair and, question and and that's where i th- that's a good way to put it that's where i net out is listen we we, we, we we're, we're tossing up hail marys right now right? and listen and that's could, what i was could munoz say. could munoz hit it all over the planet <laughs> sure of course <laughs> But, but could he also make a couple like forty footers out of nowhere? Like I let me let me bet on that tomorrow. It, if you're if you're sitting with the with the captains up there and you're saying first match out, we're trying to catch lightning in a bottle with Sebastian Munoz. I just don't think that's a good place to be. Is <laughs> is kind of where I would push back. You know where this reminds me of when I'm like. 11 off the number in a qualifier and i'm like 285 out over water and i'm like this is it this is the moment i'm like dude if i shoot like 87 i got more questions i got to answer than than 83 like do i you know do i play it safe here and try to conserve the 83 or do i go for it and try to get down to 79 and uh yeah that's kind of that's kind of what trevor's up against right now i think so too so all right moving on match two uh and then i get we didn't really talk about jt spieth but i you know yeah what, what are you gonna going. say I, sounds sounds good man i, I like it <laughs> godspeed, uh, godspeed cam young and colin morikawa on the uh u.s side which i believe we also saw on day one Correct. in this format are going up against randy adam scott and hideki matsuyama yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm benching both of those guys hate hate that grouping uh love the young morikawa that might be my favorite new american uh pairing right there young and morikawa love that i kind of despite what we've seen so far i kind of dig the adam scott hideki pairing and i kind of dig it in that second spot as well because i feel like those are like if they don't play well you have zero like you already kind of have like a one percent chance like if they don't play well you got zero chance right like you need those guys to be to be your horses and you know you put them together randy kind of isolates the stink a little bit you can only lose one point you don't want to you know if they're gonna both stink you don't want to try to try to pair them with two different people and drag two different people down so and and i hear that you know they can they can you know if anybody's gonna flip and turn it on it's it's probably that pairing so but see that's where i I disagree there you know they got they got absolutely rolled on thursday as a as a foursome pairing they they didn't play that well today. I'm like, I, I, we just said it, but if I'm up there with with Captain Immelman, I'm I'm saying, yo, Cap, let's you know, let's throw. I I well, not to spoil the third pairing, but you know, I'm I'm looking down the roster. I'm like, let's get weird. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sitting Adam and Hideki. Just send a message. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that might make both of them go to live. Also, by the way, That's which true, is fine because yeah. they're not. Guys. Well, we're not yeah. winning with them. We're not winning with them. I'm, I'm talking purely yeah. President's Cup. I, I I haven't seen enough. You guys have had your chance. You're gonna watch Saturday morning. Like I'd like to celebrate Randy's degree from the uh, Tom Watson School of <laughs> of Coaching. By the and, way, and hey. I don't. I don't need you to be your best friend. If, if you want to get pissed off at me, that's great, and and maybe we'll put you back out there Saturday afternoon. You guys can go get a point for me. Maybe, maybe third, third match. Uh, match number three: Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns. I hear they're very good friends. They vacation together often. Against my favorite pairing that we have seen in this golf tournament thus far. Tom Kim and KH Lee. I, I am I am so stoked to watch those guys go out again. I was so pissed KH Lee didn't play today. I know he's going to do something that's going to turn him into a star this week. And I think, again, he's got another chance to to feed off that Tom Kim energy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so in on uh, on those two tomorrow. Unfortunately, it looks like Scheffler and Burns found it in a big way today. But, <laughs> Good you know, luck. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I love it. I'm with you, DJ. Favorite, favorite, favorite pairing of the week uh, on the international side. Could not be more excited. I, I hope they have an elaborate birdie dance routine planned out. Like I, I want them to just get over the top. Like let's, you know, I you, you got to try to break Shoffley and and um, and Cantley some way. You, you might as well. I, I honestly, I would tell them let's try to piss them off. Let's be theatrical. Let's let's you know, fist pump everything. I want some gamesmanship out of that pairing tomorrow. If I'm Tom Kim, I, I might straight up come out with the the breakaway pants tomorrow. Yes. Like some true dummy, <laughs> some true dummy like Velcro you gotta play pants. into it. First putt that goes in, just rip rip those things off. Right, Start looking we, like the Chris Pontius from, from how, Jackass out some, there. Some pyrotechnics on on their body, you know. I, on I'm their saying, person. On their person, you know. I I want. God, I want it all. You know that 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 gift that Tron always shares. <laughs> yes, of, of from course. the from of the course. Asian game show where they yes. got like yeah, like that's what I want to see going on tomorrow. Well, we need to pass that note to to Captain Immelman. That's that's a very specific request. <laughs> can you uh, before we get to this last match? Can you can we pause for a second just to acknowledge that in a year where the U.S. lost a guy that went five and zero off the Ryder Cup team, Dustin Johnson. They lost Bryson, who was undefeated uh, last year in the Ryder Cup. They lost Brooks Kepka. Uh, Daniel Berger's been hurt. Harris English is hurt since then. Uh, Will Zalatoris also hurt. Also, at the same time, Davis Love has the luxury of sitting. They're saying it might be the best team ever. Of sitting. <laughs> with, all, with all of that stuff going of on. Of sitting can't lay in Xander for a session. That's the yep. luxury he has. On top of all of those things, he can take those, and he's running out Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, Tony Finau, and Max Homa tomorrow. Like that, it's outrageous. It, it's 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 truly set up for a epic epic run. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Next, I just read that. I, I apologize. I, I thought that was the Shoffley Cantley pairing. I didn't no, know. No, it's Scheffler Burns. Is okay. there anything we want to talk about with them sitting? I, I honestly, I don't mind them sitting. I think no one's going to play five. Give them a break. You know, if you're if you're gassing them during the uh, during the singles matches, you kind of run the risk of losing two points instead of lose, potentially losing one point. So I, I 
no issues with it. it Honestly, sit them all day tomorrow if you want. You're going to be up by 14 points. I think that it means, again, it doesn't really matter, but I think that means sending Kisner back out for four balls, which I, I don't see. I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, but again, that might just be a, we need to we need to play this guy somewhere and you know we're just going to go end it in the first session and it, the afternoon won't really matter. Um, in that regard, I thought it would have made more sense to, if you're going to experiment with Billy Ho and, and, and Kisner, put them out in the morning, but... Yeah. Maybe they sit in the afternoon, too. I don't think he'll he'll do that, though. With that big of a lead, he's going to send them both back. I, I bet it's going to be Finau and uh, Billy it's gonna be Ho. Se- it's going to be senior night out there. I was going to say, boys are going to get some looks. DL's coaching kind of like you coach fourth grade basketball. Yeah. Everybody's playing two quarters. You know, right. you Parent, parents are here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> parents are here. Uh, bro- his brother's back from college. He came back to watch the watch the senior That's night right. game. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get him in there. I think we're even going to run a play for him in the fourth quarter. <laughs> try to give him a bucket. Last match: Tony Finau, Max Homa uh, versus Siwoo Kim and Cam Davis. Um, I like that. Like, listen, I know they're down by a million, but like, I truly like all four of those those international pairings. I like Siwoo and Cam Davis. <laughs> that sounds good, man. Sign me up. Sure. I think they beat the shit out of us. You know, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be feet out max, but I, you know, I like them as a pairing. It it's um, did they did they get the point? Yeah, they must have gotten the point on Thursday, right? They did. That was the, the team that in won. the foursome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like the pairing, DJ. I'm with you. I'm struggling to see how the internationals don't take at least three and a half tomorrow morning. At least, <laughs> at, at least. least. Will you apologize for picking the internationals to go four and one today, DJ? Yes. Oh, oh! Both of you, were both of you picked that. <laughs> oh, Randy, well, I certainly will not. Okay. So. Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. I, 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 I did. Usually. I did say it was going to be four one. You got to give me that. Oh, that's you nailed that one. I said last that's, night it would be four one. What are the odds on that even? And it know? was four one. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll apologize. Okay. I'll apologize. Can yeah, we give away please. some money? Because we got a lot more to talk about. But first, I think we should give away some money. Uh, Sounds I say good. Fifty dollars to everyone that he drops. Uh, summarize. The, the day in three words. You got to include your cash tag. You know how this game is played. Cash app. Our friends at Cash app are giving away $50. Give, give us three words summary, but you got to put your cash tag in there. Cody's going to pick the best ones, flash them up on the screen. When personal finance connects you to both your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money and that's Cash app. You can choose your own cash tag when you sign up for it. You can send, spend, save, invest, split, tip, donate, gift, or just type numbers in the app all in a single finance app. That is money. That's Cash app. It's fantastic. I use it every single day, multiple times a day, checking in on how my stocks are doing. They're not doing great these days yeah, guys how's, how's that going the crypto also not doing great but it doesn't hey, not mean as many not as many crypto shout outs lately <laughs> that does not mean that you shouldn't become one of the 80 million people using cash app you can get it in the you app store deep with it with the international players about some of the crypto stuff. <laughs> or google play uh google play store today add your cash check to the 80 million and counting and when you use code nlu when you sign up you get 15 free dollars plus ten dollars goes to youth on course uh, cash app code NLU. Uh, Joey DWY just won 50 bucks by saying Max motherfucking Homa. Uh, that is name the- another podcast where you could do that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Randy, you want to go first? Well, uh, late entrant set up too hot. Uh, gonna f- have to find out why, why my, my camera quit working halfway through the show. Uh, but prior to that, I was going to go with bad cop Immelman. I, I just, I want him to, I, He's got to have a little bad cop in him. 
I, I'm curious if he's he did today with his with his asses his dunk on Greg Norman that was bad cop that was good that was good yeah he, uh, Trevor you can't be these guys best friend come on we <laughs> we, we got to coach him up we got to make him better hold him hold him accountable uh, uh, we'll, we'll circle back to that I know Cody's Cody's okay. running through all the comments right now but okay. uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, a little tight you know and I think that describes the the putting. On the international side, just a little tight. Probably want it a little too much, and I think it describes Tom Kim's pants. <laughs> you know, just a little, a little snug, a little too snug. Uh, and we're we're just kind of bursting at the seams, trying to make putts, bursting at the seams, trying to stay in these pants. Uh, just you know, just a little tight from the from the internationals. I thought you were, you could throw in Billy Ho's hair in there too. <laughs> I was leaving that one. That's a layup for Solly. Okay, I was gonna go with Quail Hollow Bucking. It was mm. it was a really entertaining day, really entertaining setup. Some of the pins were really on some edges. Obviously, we saw a ton of birdies today. Uh, the flashes of what makes team golf and match play really fun was absolutely there. Birdies on top of birdies, yet it was no gimme. There were no funnel pins out there, if you will. There were pins on ridges. There were like the really dramatic pin on the par 5 16th there on the right. If you bailed anywhere on the right, your ball went way down, and you had to chip up the hill, and then it was running away from you. Uh, you could just kind of get a really good sense of the golf course watching the earlier groups come through and how just how fragile everything was around the greens. I thought the setup was fantastic. It was uh, just right pretty much on the edge of difficult, and, and uh, it made for some really entertaining golf today, and I think that's a credit to the setup. I was pretty hard on it yesterday. I still think the greens are running just a touch fast. Like, it's not a ton of uh, long putts being made because uh, just you have to die it in at such a ridiculously slow pace um, on, on, on when it gets down grain. But, man, that just it, it was entertaining golf today, and I think a lot of that credit actually goes to Quail Hollow, which we're usually pretty hard on Quail Hollow. But, listen, we're always, we're always fair and accountable on this podcast, and you can count on that. Uh, <laughs> into 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 eternity I would, I, I would agree with that so i think the uh it's a little bit of kind of what we were trying to say during the the preview show is like there's been this american uh methodology for the last like 10 15 years at these you know the coaches manipulating setups and everything of oh they're gonna put you know they're gonna cut the rough down and they're gonna put the pins in the middle and it's gonna be a an absolute dart contest and what we were kind of saying is like, man, it just seems like the harder you make the course, the more of a blowout it's going to be. And maybe it would be a blowout either way. But when it gets really firm, it, it kind of seemed like it was the internationals missing on on most of those knife's edges. Right. And it, it seemed like when the greens are super spicy like that and nobody's it doesn't become a putting contest. You know, your your ball striking kind of is what is probably what what shows out and creates the difference in all of these super tight matches. So I, I would credit the the setup to. uh you know, just kind of helping an already dominant team just kind of look a lot more dominant. But can I ask well, my I, question for you? Go ahead, Randy. No, hold on. I, I do want to, you know, people don't get to see behind the curtain very often, but I, <laughs> just on Quail Hollow specifically, I, I want to tell people that, you know, Solly, every day when the first match gets to the Green Mile, Solly will text us and he's so giddy <laughs> that they that they're playing the Green Mile. It's like his favorite. He's always texting GIFs, and, like GIFs yes, from the movie, Dead Man exactly. Walking. You know, they're walking oh, down these, the hall. These boys got no idea what they're yeah. in for. The they're about to get bodied by the Green the, Mile. The cages. So <laughs> I wanted I wanted to make people aware this is this is a big week for Solly and uh he's there's no better moment <laughs> right than when they get to the Green Mile. I'm yeah. very tired of pretending like those are 
are good golf holes. They're not, they're not even like hard, like 18, I guess is hard. They're just not good golf holes. And they just try to pretend like it's the most entertaining, uh, possible spot. You could, uh, you could watch golf and like pretty fun atmosphere around those holes, but they're not good golf holes. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. Great job rerouting it to make sure all the matches went to these. Well, now the matches are kind of ending on the stinky holes, but whatever. Yeah, I was, I was kind of seeing the reroute as a bit pointless yesterday and today i was i was cool with it i i, I did like having 14 was kind of in the in the meat of the match which was which was fun it was cool to see uh you know momentum kind of won and lost there and the real 18 is i don't know whatever it's fun to watch the ball bounce off the rocks i guess but it's <laughs> as yeah i don't i don't really care can i ask you guys my question Yes. <clears throat> you have to pick and, and rank these three things. We may have to go over this more than once because it's a little hard to keep track of. But where will these three teams rank by the end of this week? We're going to combine. Is, go ahead. is the cash app game dead, by the way? Cash app game is over. Thank you, everyone, okay. for your submission. Thank you, Cody. Thank cash app game is done. You have, these are three teams, okay? You have to add up their points, okay? We have the, tw- the 2021 European team and the 2022 international team. You get to combine their points, okay? For the the for the, the uh, Europeans got nine in the last Ryder Cup, and you can take whatever the internationals get this cup. That's one team, okay? That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you have the 2022 U.S. Presidents Cup team. How many points will they get? And the 2021 U.S. Ryder Cup team that got 19 points. All right. So, so you got to rank 19-9 at Whistling Straits. Correct. It was. So who's going to get? Is this U.S. Presidents Cup team going to get more points than that? Is internationals plus the Europe total of nine going to get more than that? Where would you rank if you had to pick them? Where would you rank them? Well, it's a different number of points for the event. Thirty right? points for this, correct? So basically, I'm asking: mm-hmm. is is the U.S. going to get to twenty? I, th- I think right now my my head would have to lead with this U.S. Presidents Cup team is going to get to over nineteen points. Is what you're the thinking. most points? Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the under. I think we're so early in this. I think <laughs> I think God, I just said the internationals down. are getting three and a half. Exactly, morning. exactly. You got to keep track of all your predictions. Big. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I I don't like really say that to be funny. I just more mean like I I think there there's no big comeback coming, but I think they're only gonna keep their foot on the gas. Like there has to be some give back, right? Like they're they're not just gonna keep keep punching down over and over and over that's not usually how these events go it's usually there usually there's yeah. a it's a lot of golf there's 36 more holes tomorrow and then 12 singles matches like there you know weird stuff happens and like we said once you clinch it usually everybody kind of mails in their singles matches anyways and so it's it's kind of a clerical clerical question but i'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say they don't get there so you i guess you put the american Ryder cup team in that I'll Hold. put them a second. I think they might tie. I think it's going to tie. I think that okay. I think this one will be nineteen eleven. So I think we agree that the the combined efforts of the Ryder, the European Ryder Cup, and the International Presidents Cup is the third ranked team. Well, yeah, I guess that that it's hard to do that. I guess it's kind of uh, intuitive, if you will. I don't know if I can do the math on the spot, but basically, I'm I'm taking the. It was a very clever question. Yeah. A very hard question. To very follow. confusing. <laughs> it made it makes sense in my head, but basically, it's like saying, "Holy shit!" The U.S. team. Both of the last two U.S. teams might outscore their their opponents combined. They're both I, the last. Yeah, two. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like if if the U.S. train won, leaves Whistling Straits going 95 miles an hour, Solly's still another train. 
Yeah. <laughs> he wants that 23 to 7 it's final. It's in score. play right now. Look at the Which pace right now. On pace guy. Disrespectful. On pace guy is telling me that 23 to 7 is in play right now. And so and just so we're clear, after after afternoon four ball in 2017, the last home one on a team that had a bunch of lot, a lot better players, it was 14 and a half to three and a half. So you say it usually goes, you know, a certain way. Last time it did not go a certain way. Yeah. And uh, I still think the U.S. is not fully peaked yet. So I I, I just want <laughs> I know it sounds outrageous, but I, I I if you what would the over under for U.S. points be right now if you had to set it? Twenty and a half, because I do think there's a thing where they're going to clinch, and like at a certain point, it's just not sporting to run it up that much. (laughs) But I know nobody individually wants that, right? As as Hunter was saying, you don't want that mark against you on like your Wikipedia page. But man, I appreciated you you trying to fish for that one from Hunter. I know you're trying to give him a shit on the on the internationals. No, I was trying I, to get I, him to be no, like no, 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 Randy, Randy. Oh, yeah, I, you know. So what's is it actually competitive out there? Are you actually <laughs> trying to to beat these guys, or what's going on? That went better than me trying to shit on his headphones. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was fine. Yeah, that he might fine. fight you next time. <laughs> what if he kicked your ass? <laughs> um, He's a big guy. <laughs> If we could cue it up, Cody, the uh, the uh, Trevor Emmelman tweet, which was was making the rounds a little bit uh, here here today, which was uh, Greg Norman tweeted out, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, outside of all this angst, golf is golf, competition is competition, something every golfer thrives on. As a former player and captain of the international team, I wish Trevor Emmelman and his entire team the very best in repeating our only 1998 President's Cup success in Melbourne. And Trevor waited till today to just reply, LOL, in all caps. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Re- thanks for your efforts in contributing to this team this year. Greatly, greatly appreciate what you've done for the international team here. Norman, say what you want. Norman's always kind of a class act when it, when it comes to these types of things. You know? I, I know. we got Guys, eventually we got to put... You know, we got to put the squabbling aside. You know, let's focus on what's important here. Let's That's agree to disagree on <laughs> some stuff. And, and, and listen, I know I've said some stuff that, that might have ruffled <laughs> your feathers a little bit. I know that. I'll acknowledge that. But I'm was, not perfect it, in this. It was all in the interest of growing the game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think I the, truly the only thing I, I and I'm not sure there is one on uh, on the iPhones, but the LOL need to be accompanied by like a wanking emoji or something. <laughs> Just like fuck off, dude. The Michael Keaton uh, wank gif is just yeah. pretty undefeated. Yeah. yeah. What'd you guys think of uh, Billy Ho's uh, hatless look today? Can I yeah. say? Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Go ahead. I I love it, but I'll get I out of the way. I loved it too. I thought yeah. it was sweet. Yeah. I, okay, good. I thought this was gonna be some, you know, some dunk fest on Billy Ho. I was not signing up for that. I was I'm a big fan of the look. I, I think he looked great, honestly. Like I think it's the closest anybody's looked to like young Arnold Palmer that I've seen. Somebody, uh, a friend of a friend, has said uh, Billy Ho looks like he just got back from World War II, which that would got yeah. me really good. Uh, Porter said That's he looked like what this whole week just kind of feels like the U.S. in like 
you know the 1950s this must have been what it feels like just 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 middle figures to the rest of the world billy needed the pack of smokes rolled yeah. up in his sleeve exactly billy's moving out to the suburbs 2.7 kids <laughs> car in the garage white picket fence he, he was he was he was doing the whole thing it was great i i greatly enjoyed billy's honesty about how nervous he was i hated that he was that nervous i needed him to come out just running through the tunnel and ready to run you know run through a wall for his captain rather than being that nervous he was Way too subdued. I, I know you, Billy, you gladly shared our take well, last night when we said everything in your career is building up to you playing in this event and just putting on a show. I got. I need some theatrics out of you tomorrow. I'm assuming you're going to be playing in the four ball in the afternoon. Let it loose, man. I, I really like that take from uh, from Ben U there. He should have wore a suit and tie. That would have been really mm. nice. He looked at, uh, I, I think Porter said that. He looked very season three of Mad Men, kind of a competing, competing ad agency guy, kind of a Duck Phillips uh type i i thought that was pretty good hmm. what else you guys got you guys can throw some questions here in the comments too as we uh as we head towards towards wrapping up here i know dj's got movie night coming up today, well that's but... what someone just yeah makes very excited to go uh see don't worry darling and someone just pointed out billy would have fit really well in that movie i there think you go. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. that was kind of the aesthetic that he had going on uh love this you know for those that are on the podcast uh who who can't see this but the the massive uh, swinging nuts from from JT, I thought was I thought was great. That was uh, you know JT's JT's has a very good time at these. He's that's, willing that's to be the lightning clear. rod. He's willing to yeah. let you can hate him if you want, you can love it if you want. He is, but he's willing to. He does he, the, the the Duke point guard tweet from TC from last year was just freaking perfect. Like it, it's it is a lightning rod. It is gonna it's gonna divide people, and uh, I'm mostly here for it because it's it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, I love that. I had uh, Cody. I threw one in there that I really enjoyed. From I saw Colt Nost retweeted this. I think this must have been a quote uh, from his his podcast, Golf Subpar. Uh, but Adam Scott was on there telling a story about uh, playing with Tiger Woods in these team events, and this was a quote. He said he would pull way too much club on a par three and let you see it as it was playing out. So he'd kind of make a full swing with a seven and flight it in there nicely and let you see that it was a seven. So you're tossing out, trying to figure out whether it's an eight or a nine. And then, and you were like, well, it's definitely an eight if he hit seven and then you'd go ahead and hit eight and airmail the green. I don't even know if that's true, but <laughs> it doesn't I just, seem like it, but it doesn't seem that true that he would be like, you know, kind of putting, risking a, uh, losing a hole just to kind of get in the other person's head. If it is true, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's a, a delightful, delightful bit of gamesmanship and kind of showing somebody truly at the peak of their powers. Which is, oh, you want me to hit seven, 150 yards? I could do that. You want me to hit it 190 yards? I could do that too. What you, you tell me? What, whatever you want. Oh, the cat. I, and I and I will say maybe it just takes somebody like Tiger, which is probably the case. But I, I who who's going to step up and fill that gamesmanship role? Right? I. I I think we were hoping it was Billy, be Billy Ho. Ho Billy Ho. throwing up all over himself. I know. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to massive Billy Ho fan. I've been screaming for this uh, his involvement in the team events for a long time. I'm nervous. I don't think we're going to see him probably on the Ryder Cup team next year unless something strange happens. But I was going to say if you give him one good team event like this. And he gets on that Ryder Cup team, maybe feels a little more comfortable. The stage is a little bigger. He turns into kind of the Poulter, the, the Poulter guys uh, of the of the United States team. But I don't know how likely that is. 
I, I would I would not again we're going on the road for the next two and uh it's gonna be a different setup and it's not gonna pack, be bomb- pack a lunch. It's Business not gonna trip. be it's not gonna be Bomber's Delight. He's a European tour member. Uh I would not True. I would not say that Billy won't be on the Ryder Cup team next year. I mean the US is gonna need somebody to emerge um and kind of bump him out, which there's always turnover year over year. Um, but yeah, that, that's, he fits better for one of those golf courses, I would think than even this one. Uh, so I would not, I would not rule that out and same for Kisner, honestly. I mean, yeah. uh, there's going to, they're going to need to design some special foursomes teams for, uh, a European manipulated golf course. Speaking of which PTSD, I think you're going to need to just design some special clubs so you can hit it further. <laughs> PTSD watching the Golf National today. I watched a little bit of the French Open this morning. That's, oh God, I never want to see that golf course again. Tough and tough. You know, it seems like P kind of was in a similar boat for you. I know back at the site of where he, he shot 82 or 85, whatever it was, when Tiger uh, apologized to him for playing yeah. so bad. It seemed like he followed that up today. Tiger apologized to Corey Connors today as well for, for <laughs> playing so bad. Did you guys see that rules situation? Yes. In France? Yes. Amazing. The so, one with Thomas Peters. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that didn't see it, and please, Cody, fill, fill in the gaps. But he was, speaking of Tiger, you know, when Tiger would always like stop his swing on the way down if someone coughed or a bird flew over or whatever, Peters was trying to do that with uh, a putt, which I had never seen before. He was trying to, he took the putter back. He had long putt. It was like putt from the fringe. And it's coming forward and someone coughs or something happens and he tries to stop his uh, his putter and accidentally hits it and the ball rolls out like seven feet. And I don't know what happened after that. I know he was claiming I was not trying to hit it. I should get I should get a drop. What what was the uh, what was the situation? So it's if you don't have intent to hit the ball, uh, then it's like the Zach Johnson rule, which exactly. is only happens on the tee. But you can replace the ball. Like if you hit, accidentally hit it with a practice swing or something like that. Uh, which, yeah, I, I, I've never seen it really applied to something in the actual stroke, like in the effort of originally trying to hit the ball. Um, but yeah, you got to replay it apparently on, on a second opinion, if you will. But, um, it's very bizarre. That? It's very silly looking. I, next time I chunk a putt, I'm going to, I'm going to, you guys Dude, hear that? Yeah. I, see I, that I, I, I tried to, slow. I didn't try to hit that. What the hell? Of course. <laughs> I tried to I tried to board out of that stroke. What the hell? You guys heard that, that? right? <laughs> Which Rasmus Hoygaard is up by eight. He was up by eight as of the when the President's Cup t- uh, started today. I don't know what his lead currently is, but he is currently boat racing the field. Um, big big week for TC. For those that now. I think we mentioned this yesterday, but Tron's not not in hiding. He's not embarrassed of his international squad. He is uh, unfortunately bad planning by us, but the uh, the Roost Club Championship is going on in Kansas City. So Tron is part of our our NLU delegation trying to fight off the other the other Roosts. But uh, I'll say it because he's not here to say it. Big week for TC. Uh, Hoygaard out there dragging his nuts around the uh, future Ryder Cup venue. Ludwig just got to number one in the world in, in the uh, men's amateur rankings. So it's past Ryder Cup venue. It's not a future Ryder Cup venue. They're at La Golf Oh, sorry, now. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking the yeah. Italian Open. That was last week, but thank you. Yeah. Still in the in the you know in the echoes of greatness, just just going all all around him. Sure. Yeah. His internationals are down eight two. Uh, we could we could <laughs> ignore that one, but. <laughs> Well, two out of three. Pretty good. Um, anything else you guys have from today that we may or may not have missed? Randy. Oh, Cody's got one. Well, Cody, go ahead. I was going to tee up big. Do you have a young hitter update for us? Anything going there on? It is. Look at this Sarge reading my mind. Yeah. Uh, tied for first 
And at the Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship, young hitter Lauren Coughlin. Uh, it is a three-round event. So today was the first round. She went out and shot 64. I, I believe there's four or five other women that, that shot 64. So a crowded leaderboard, but hell of a first round. I have to double check this morning. ESPN Plus was running feature group coverage, uh, which was a lot of fun. I got to watch Madeline Sagstrom's whole round um, on my iPad while I was watching the President's Cup on my TV. So uh, need to double check if they're doing that this weekend as well. But uh, certainly we'll be keeping one eye on the LPGA Tour this weekend. Good luck to Lauren. And two other young hitters you? got yeah, through first stage. Uh, Justin Huber got through first stage uh, up in Illinois. Andrew Allgood got through first stage in uh, the one of the Florida sites. Uh, Willie Mack also got through uh, first stage down there in Florida. John Pack as well, the Florida State guy, um, through first stage. Now, where else can you get Max Holmes putt and uh, and first stage of, of Q School qualifying on the same episode? Where else can you go on a Friday night, if you will? Cody, I just got to ask, as as we're rolling out, I know you're on solo dad duty. For those that don't know, Cody has three uh, beautiful young daughters. He's been trying to keep them all at bay. And Randy, talking about watching stuff on his iPad, just reminded me, did, did the iPads last for the whole show? What's the update on uh, solo dad duty? It's it's going. So I filled them up with cookies. Dinner has already been served. So dessert is taking place uh, as we speak for at least the last hour and a half. Nobody's killed each other yet. It's incredible. Uh, I believe the honestly. iPads are still on, but uh, we have a 645 Alexa timer, and that's when we go upstairs for oh, shower. Oh, boy. It's been going off for 10 minutes already, and I just hear them screaming out there, Alexa, stop timer. <laughs> and it has is paying no no attention to them. <laughs> All right, well, that probably means it's time to wrap. That is definitely time to wrap. Then. Uh, thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back here tomorrow with another guest uh and yeah we'll be gosh will they will they clinch tomorrow that's a new the the final question what do they got to get to 15 and uh, a half 15 and a half so they need got... seven and a half out of possible eight points mm. tomorrow no way i, I say i'm gonna say no <laughs> i think it's a hell of a chance yeah. hell of a story hey i think there's a better chance that the internationals me. are winning than the u.s clinches tomorrow. i'm gonna oh, i don't agree with that part but i i'm gonna agree with you i don't think they clinch tomorrow i'm glad we can find common ground there mm. so if they do i might need to go half mustache We'll, we'll see. There were, sorry, we're getting out, but we're going to investigate. Somebody had said that the half mustache has popped up elsewhere. There are other, other separate sightings of the Finau half mustache. Right, so we'll, we're going to, we're going to look into that. We'll have an update for you tomorrow. We'll know more tomorrow for sure. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Cody, for the ones and twos. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.